This program, of course, is presented by Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the most widely read, widely sold, and respected wrestling magazine in the world today. This is Pro Wrestling Illustrated Podcast. I am your host, senior writer, Al Castle, with my co-host, Brian Solomon. How are you, Brian? I am well, Al. How are you? Good, good. And uh, both of us trying to stay uh, healthy and safe on what is just an absolutely bizarre uh, week, not just in in the world of wrestling, but in the world uh, in general, obviously, with uh, the news. uh, Just uh, the news of, of the coronavirus has been around for a week, but um, the uh, the spread, and I don't mean just literally, but figuratively, of, of the news over the last week has been, and over just the last couple of days, has been uh, just really unlike anything we, we've seen before. And uh, I was just saying before uh, we started recording here, this was a newsworthy week in a lot of ways in wrestling um, before any of this started to transpire. So uh, a lot to cover, but obviously the, the main reason we wanted to jump on here is to uh, discuss some of the fallout of the coronavirus. And uh, because of that, I thought it'd be good to have uh, a real reporter type on uh, who could help give um, some perspective. So we uh, asked uh, Raj Giri, uh, owner of WrestlingInc.com, uh, certainly a friend of the magazine, to join us. How are you, Raj? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. And uh, so we're going to be trying to cover it from from all angles. I mean, certainly, I think uh, at the forefront of the mind of most wrestling fans is WrestleMania and uh, what will happen, whether there'll be a WrestleMania this year, whether it will be a WrestleMania unlike anything any, anybody's ever seen, a WrestleMania potentially in front of uh, a few dozen or a few hundred fans in, in WWE Performance Center, or whether it is a WrestleMania in the summer. Uh, so a, a lot to cover there. Uh, and uh, also, I guess, just talking about uh, WWE's handling of it and other companies as well over the last few days, maybe some things they did right, some of the things they did uh, wrong. Uh, and uh, if we get time for it, some other current events, I mean, we're just coming off of a, a pay-per-view that uh, in and of itself, Elimination Chamber had had a fair amount of news coming out of it. And then, Brian, uh, we had about as big a news story internally uh, for Pro Wrestling Illustrated as uh, you could have uh, pretty much earlier this week with um, the news from our longtime publisher and editor, Stu Sachs, that uh, he is retiring in June. What was your reaction to that? Well, I mean, it feels like, and of course, this is going to make Stu feel really old, so I apologize in advance, but it feels to me like he'd been, you know, running the magazine since forever. I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> so I mean, uh, I'm sure he's he's earned it. God, I have the, when he, when he started, as, when he took over as publisher, I was, I believe, still in high school because I think I have the issue. Uh, no way. In high school, you were – well, uh, fair enough. Uh, I'm thinking when he joined the no. magazine. I don't know exactly when he took on the um, the 92. title publisher. 92 is when he took over as publisher, and I was a senior in high school. And oh. when he took over – when he joined the staff I, – I now, I have that issue too, but I bought it as a back issue. I was uh, – um, and I remember he had this really memorable column in there, um, that, that, uh, really stuck with me because he was taking over and the name escapes me now, but he was taking over for a writer, um, uh, that really had a strong track record with the magazine. And anyway, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, he, I mean, everybody always called them the after mags and all that, but for the people that were really in the know, and this is no knock on bill, but I mean, like for the last 20 eight years plus those have been as far as I'm concerned, the sax mags, you know yeah. what I mean? And so to see him 
kind of uh, ride off into the sunset. It's the end of an era, without a question. Yeah, it, it's almost unthinkable that there would be a Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, without Stu Saxon. And, um, you know, when, when you think about, you know, what I like to call the golden age or the glory days for the magazines through the uh, from the 80s, uh, really the 70s into the 80s and even into the 90s. I mean, the one cons- consistent has been Stu. He he worked alongside the likes of uh, Bill After and, and Peter King and Craig Peters and some of the names that, that um, fans of the magazines are so familiar with. And, you know, is still punching a clock every day at, at an office in a Bluebell, Pennsylvania, which I uh, like to visit every so often. I mean, he is still there and has been doing it for uh, now 41 years. So the thought of a PWI without Stu again, kind of um, unthinkable. Uh, we don't want to uh, dwell on it uh, too much now because we still have some time. Uh, uh, he, I think he is leaving in June. Um, also worth mentioning uh, that Kevin McElvaney, who's been on the show here a number of times, a contributing writer for the magazine for uh, a number of years, is going to be taking over as editor. Uh, I'm so happy for for Kevin. Kevin's a, a terrific guy, a fan, and, and uh, you know, that might sound counterintuitive, uh, but the reality is that for, for a lot of folks who have worked for this magazine and, and the wrestling magazines for a number of years, um, it's a job. I mean, I've interviewed some here, especially some from, from way back when, who kind of acknowledged that their their fan uh, dumb for wrestling uh, maybe wasn't all, all that strong. You know, it, it was a nine to five job and being exposed to wrestling uh, so much as part of your job, you can't help but um, uh, follow it more closely and get into it. Uh, but the reality is some, some writers have been more fans than others. And I think that's one thing that Kevin brings to the table, which is actually a huge, huge benefit is that he really does, uh, love wrestling, follows it closely. Uh, and, and beyond that is a very good writer. And, uh, he's, he started off, um, in the last week or so, uh, already working alongside Stu, kind of learning the ropes. And, um, you know, we've already seen some things. I mean, we're, we're up on YouTube, which is something that um, uh, I wanted to do for a while. So uh, last couple episodes, and I imagine this one as well, well it's going to be up on YouTube. So uh, the, the Kevin era has uh, officially begun. Uh, but again, I, I, and there'll be more time to do it. And uh, I'm hoping to drive down to uh, Pennsylvania sometime in the coming months. And Brian, I was going to invite you to come with me um, to, to maybe record a podcast in person uh, from PWI HQs with uh, Stu and Kevin kind of looking back and looking forward uh, so so we could give uh, Stu the, the proper send-off. But uh, d- just to touch on, on something you said about, you know, Stu being somewhat anonymous for so long. I mean, he, he's a humble, quiet guy, and I, th- I think um, every wrestling fan, uh, oh, I don't want to exaggerate too much, lots and lots of wrestling fans, certainly fans of the magazines, know the name Stu Sachs, but a lot of you probably don't know, never seen the guy, right? I mean, he he keeps low profile. He's done that intentionally. I, I had the experience of, of being with him at a wrestling convention in April of uh, last year. Uh, and people were coming by and they were looking at the shirts that we were selling in the magazines and uh, chatting up, uh, chatting us up. And uh, they'll ask, uh, you know, the guy introduced himself. My name's Bob. What's your name? My name is Stu. And then they'll say, what's your last name? And Sax. And then their jaws drop. <laughs> right. It's like, wow, you're you're a real person. But um, yeah, not not a guy who's gotten a, a lot of notoriety and um, deserves it as much or more than I say uh, any living writer uh, involved in, in the wrestling business. Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, posting kind of a personal tribute to Stu, just thanking him because he, you know, he brought me on board the magazine right after I left WWE. And, and I, I want and I'm looking for an image of him. I did like a Google image search <laughs> and the guy is a ghost. You know, I, yeah. I found one great picture of him 
from back in the day with Dusty Rhodes, but uh, there was some stupid technical issue. I couldn't attach it. But other than that, I mean, there's nothing. There's just <laughs> he has yeah. succeeded in, in anonymity. Congratulations, Stu. He, he uh, over the years, did a few of those WWE uh, uh, documentaries, DVDs for the network as kind of the resident historian. But, um, you know, again, I, th- I think I've invited him to this podcast a number of times and he's always sort of kind of humbly, modestly says, oh, I'm not really good at those things uh, and, and has kept a low profile. Now, if you haven't seen Stu, unless you think we're, we're talking about a, a withering old man or something like that, Stu is in 10 times a better shape than I am. And probably any of us uh, on the line here, I, he, he, um, has got a, a, a lot of life ahead of him. And, uh, you know, as much as we'll, we'll miss him dearly, I'm, I'm glad to see him, uh, kind of ride off into the sunset. I got to visit his, his, uh, house last year, lovely home, lovely wife, lovely dog, uh, has got a lot to look forward to post Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So uh, cheers to him, and, and I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, that a lot more in the coming months. Um, very quickly, l- let's get the plugs out of the way so we could kind of dig into some news here. Uh, the latest uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated is available now. It is our uh, Decades uh, Awards issue where we look back on, um, as we do every year with, in the year in wrestling, we look back on the decade in wrestling. Uh, the last podcast here a week ago, we heard from the wrestler of the year, AJ Styles. We discussed uh, the various uh, decade awards, match of the decade. Uh, uh, did I just call him wrestler of the year? I always say that. Wrestler of the decade, AJ Styles, and all the awards. Match of the decade, tag team of the decade, decade woman of the decade, and so on and so forth. Um, it, it is very much collector's issue because obviously we are only going to put those out once every uh, 10 years. So go to pwi-online.com and pick it up right now. You could download it right away um, or you can uh, subscribe either to the digital edition or the print edition. Get a deep, deep savings off of the, um, the, the, the cover price. Uh, you know, I, I don't dwell on it too much, but I looked at it the other day and I swear it's the same price as it was when I was like in high school, um, at least for the uh, to, to get it at the digital edition. So uh, a, a huge, huge uh, value, especially for everything that's in there. So uh, go to pwi-online.com to pick it up. I'm going to try to keep the plug shorter than usual here. Uh, find us on, on uh, social media, Facebook, at official PWI on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave positive review um i think as i mentioned we're up on on youtube now so you're going to start seeing more of these episodes uh, there so um check that out and uh buy the t-shirt uh pro wrestling illustrated t-shirt available at prowrestlingtees.com uh, uh rod so let's dig into this uh, again it feels like it's been a year since the elimination chamber uh with all the news of of the last week uh we're recording this on a friday evening it's about 5 p.m right now What's your understanding about the latest? Latest I heard is that they're they're really it's still kind of still up in the air as far as WrestleMania is that right? Well, and first I got to say, uh, you know, big congratulations to Stu. I sent him an email early, uh, earlier this week. Uh, what a fantastic career! I grew up a huge fan of PWI, and it's funny you guys were mentioning how uh, out of the limelight he stays because I I think he was on a Randy Savage DVD, and uh, and I've been communicating with Stu for many years, um, and we've talked on the phone and everything, but. I'd never seen him until that Randy Savage DVD. And I was like, whoa, that's what he looks like. I had no idea. So, yeah, um, a real person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild. But uh, such a fantastic career, and I was a huge fan. So uh, best of luck to him. Um, very, so influential in the uh, the magazine space. But, 
with WrestleMania, I mean, I mean, the Masters, uh, I mean, things are moving so quickly right now with with the virus. Things uh, that were postponed hours ago are now being canceled. Things that were going to be played with no fans like the uh, NCAA, uh, you know, the college basketball. Uh, they were originally going to do it. No spectators. Now it's completely uh, canceled. Uh, the Masters, which is golf, which is not really you don't really need the crowd noise or anything, but they have just postponed that indefinitely. And who knows when they're going to be able to play that. So, you know, the XFL, the rest of the season is canceled. But the one thing is WrestleMania. Vince yeah. is uh, uh, holding on strong to that. Um, and again, things are moving quickly, but I, I just don't see how they can hold it in that stadium with people flying all over the world with the travel restrictions uh, and how fast this virus is growing right now. I mean, last week we had about that, you know, when we're recording last Friday, we had like 300 cases, I believe, in the U.S. Now we're at a 2000. So it's uh, I just don't see any way they they go on with it. And um, whether that means postponing it, which I think makes the most sense. Uh, WrestleMania just brings in way too much money as far as merchandise, uh, you know, the the attendance. They'd have to refund all those tickets. Uh, I mean, you're talking about, you know, a 20 million dollar week with WrestleMania week for WWE and to just let that go and, and do it at the performance center. I mean, that's just, you know, throwing all that money away in, in a sense. Yeah. The, the thing about it is that you, you could postpone wrestlemania until whenever let's say they they do wrestlemania in june or july you could go ahead and do that uh but brian you'd have to rebook wrestlemania right because those mad that's what really separates wrestling from from everything else that's being canceled and kind of up in the air is you cancel an nba game uh this weekend you could play that game four months from now and the stakes don't really change but you can't just stop doing wrestling because it's going to be on every week and this is where um, the the kind of cliched comparison uh, of wrestling being more soap opera than than sport is is really kind of apropos because uh, again there's good you've got to keep on telling these stories and even if you push WrestleMania until the summer you've got to do Brock Lesnar and and Drew McIntyre you got to pay that off you got to pay off AJ Styles and uh, the Undertaker and all of those Th- those can't wait so. Uh, what do you do? do? Do you do a blow off on Raw to all of those in, in front of the Performance Center and then again come up for, with a, a new lineup for WrestleMania in a few months? Uh, what do you think is the best of all their 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 bad options? Yeah, they really are all bad options. I mean, it, it is like a soap opera thing, because if you had I mean, soap operas don't do this. But let's say, a, you know, a soap opera had kind of like a mega episode that was supposed to resolve all these issues. I mean, if they postpone that episode, well, the storylines still go on. So, uh, right, because it's because it's not like other things. You know, it's its own thing. I, I think in they would have to pick and choose. Really, they would have to decide because I think some of the matches, I, I really kind of think they would sort of put them on hold, and they might decide, okay, this storyline we're going to sort of like reduce some of the heat on this, and kind of like mix things up a little bit and then get back to that storyline because we do want to save it for WrestleMania. And maybe some things they'll decide to blow off sooner. Like for example, with Brock and Drew McIntyre, they may decide, okay, we're going to kind of pump the brakes on that angle a little bit. Maybe we'll have someone else that we're going to feed to Brock in the meantime, just to kind of keep the wheels spinning because we want the big McIntyre moment 
to happen at WrestleMania. Like I could see that happening where some storylines will just slow down in order to still pay off at Mania. Maybe not all of them, but some of them. Yeah. Uh, Raj, what do you make of WWE's kind of PR handling of this? I mean, as you touched on, it feels like everybody else in the world uh, kind of immediately realized that the thing to do here is is to to put everything on hold. Uh, you know, financial considerations be damned. Uh, this is a lot more serious than that. Not surprisingly, I think every wrestling fan could have anticipated that Vince McMahon was not going to give in uh, that easily. And sure enough, as of yesterday afternoon, um, I think uh, WWE officials were meeting with folks from uh, the city of Tampa Bay. And it, it looks like where they left things off was just just give us another week. And I'm not sure what changes in a week. That said, to be fair to them, it could just be a matter of of needing some time to put together a contingency um, and and be able to appropriately address, you know, 80,000 ticket holders and uh, all the logistics of, of having to change it. But but again, it, 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 that doesn't seem to have been as much an issue for for everyone else and every other uh, uh, organization, every other form of sports or entertainment that acted quickly. So do, do you think that leaves WWE looking bad, kind of maybe insensitive, not just to the, the health of their fans, but just sort of the, the to be considerate, the fact that, that folks have to cancel, myself included, I, I am a ticket-holding WrestleMania uh, uh, goer, uh, and you, you've got to cancel hotels, flights, all of that, and you need some time to do that. Yeah, and I mean, we had a, a meetup during you know WrestleMania week that Friday that we canceled today, uh, just because regardless if WrestleMania happens or not, you know we don't want anyone to get sick coming to meet us. So, um, yeah, real quick to your point earlier about uh, the matches and if, if it gets postponed, how do you continue the storylines? I, I know John Cena would be one that you would have to blow off or or just cancel immediately because he's got other movies coming up that he's going to start filming. Uh, so, you know, he probably wouldn't be around or available in June. Uh, as far as WWE's response, you know, they basically said in their statement that they are committed to putting the event on at the stadium. Um, and it's up to the Tampa government officials if they want to cancel it. So they're basically saying we're going to do it unless, you know, someone else cancels it for us. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things. WWE... As much as they are more in a weird way in the mainstream, even though they're less popular than they've ever been in my life, uh, even but they are more, you know, uh, not as sleazy as it, I guess it used to be when I was growing up or as embarrassing. Uh, they the can be covered by ESPN, Sports Illustrated, whereas they wouldn't before. Yeah, and I think this is where you start to see sort of the the carniness really kind of right, yeah. naked carniness come to the fore because they can have all the 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 uh, IPOs they want and they could be on ESPN and all that stuff but at the heart of it this is a carny business and it's about you know to be very blunt here it's very often about fleecing marks just as it was 100 years ago and so they are not going to make these decisions unless the decisions are made for them. That is very much the case. I mean, look, not to get dark about this, but they had a performer die during a show live mm -hmm. and, they, yeah. and they kept the show going. So that tells you all you need to know. They're not going to pull the plug unless the plug is pulled for them, which I think is probably the way it's going to go down. Uh, they're not going to leave that money on the table. Impossible. Yeah. 
And to that point, you know, uh, with the Saudi Arabia deal, I mean, they went forward yeah. with that show just right. a couple of weeks after that journalist uh, Kasogi was killed. So and, and it didn't really it, it still kind of flew under the radar. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan, you notice the press. But if you're not, it wasn't like a, a big story or anything. So it just kind of gets swept under the rug when I'm watching ESPN right now. And they're talking about all these cancellations. It, WrestleMania is not even mentioned. And WrestleMania, I mean, there are a few events in the country, and I don't think it's an exaggeration, that pose the unique kind of threat that WrestleMania does in that you have 80,000 people from WWE's uh, you know, own math coming from whatever it is, 80, 90, 80, 90 countries uh, around the world, all 50 states, all converging in, in one area. And, and now, uh, as of the last, you know, whatever, 10 years or so, it goes beyond that one day with all the different events going on, whether it's, it's Access or the Hall of Fame or um, all the various independent shows there. Uh, there's just going to be this mix of folks from all over the world just moving all around the city. You yeah. know, it, it, it seems like a u- uniquely bad situation. Um, and, and uh, you know, you touched on it. it, it it's funny that for, for so long it's apparent that and, – and the XFL goes to this – that Vince McMahon for so long has, has tried to – uh, expand beyond just being a, a wrestling promoter, looking to to be more legitimate, and 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 has such disdain for even that term. And yet, this is the most kind of pro wrestling thing that you could do, right? Is is just yeah. uh, as you touched on. I mean, you don't see Major League Baseball or the NBA or March Madness. What what is a bigger deal than than March Madness? Um, and they just pulled the plug and and uh, didn't think twice about it. Uh, all that said, right? One difference is that. WrestleMania is still a little bit further away than some of these other events. It's, it's whatever it is now. We're, we're less than a month. We're about three weeks. Raj, is is there any possibility that this thing actually just goes off without a hitch? That that they actually do WrestleMania in, in Raymond James Stadium with you know some amount of crowd, even even if maybe some international fans can't be there and a lot of fans choose not to be there. The, the show actually does go on. If it was UFC, I'd say absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's WWE and there uh, people I've spoken to, they believe that, and this is not confirmed, but they believe that there is a contract stipulation uh, with this, with this WrestleMania deal with the city of Tampa, you know, when the host cities, when they negotiate these deals that if they cancel the event, uh, they're liable that like, they got to pay X amount of, you know, X amount of dollars, uh, they, yeah, they be as an insurance or the city of Tampa, the city. Yeah. OK, because, you know, they all bid for WrestleMania and that's part of the guarantee. Like if they have to cancel it for any reason. Now, if WWE were to cancel it, then they they wouldn't get that that payment. Uh, that's that's just one rumor. Uh, that's one thing I've heard. And it so it would be Vince wanting the city of Tampa to cancel it. With that being said, I wouldn't see why they don't just go ahead and do it unless the money is that big. Um. But yeah, you know, if it was UFC, I'd say zero percent that it, it happens with with WrestleMania. I'd say it's seventy uh, percent that it doesn't happen. It is it, it wouldn't completely surprise me if they went through with it. But uh, if I was a betting man, I would say it's either postponed or or moved. How about is it unthinkable that they actually go ahead with WrestleMania uh, like out of the performance center and and. I mean, there's part of me and imagine a lot of wrestling fans who would really like to see that just because how weird it would be. Right. I mean, the the thought of a WrestleMania in front of a few dozen people, I imagine largely WWE personnel. Um, and I don't know if they hang up, 
you know, WrestleMania logos, a little pirate <laughs> ship uh, aside all, all over the performance center, or it would just be so strange. And, and you think of those, uh, the images of, of wrestling. I mean, I think of my old uh, uh, classic WWF trading cards. I don't know if you had those, Brian. Um, and they captured cool. like uh, uh, those iconic pictures of different WrestleManias, whether it's, uh, you know, Andre Hogan uh, posing right. from the little moving cart at WrestleMania three in the Pontiac Silverdome. <laughs> and we all see those aerial shots of, of the Pontiac Silverdome or the Warriors celebrating in front of the Sky Dome. Imagine if, you know, for the rest of history, the images of WrestleMania 36 are in front of a few dozen fans at the Performance Center. Part of me would really like <laughs> that. Yeah, well, I, we're... I thought for a second, just for a second, I, I entertained the idea. Imagine if they did an empty arena WrestleMania. <laughs> now, like they did, you know, they, they've had empty arena matches. What about an empty arena show? But then I thought, you know what? They'll never do that because the crowd is such a it's big so, More than I think almost any of these yeah. other forms of, of uh, entertainment and sports, it, it's all the difference, right? I mean, it, it's a... a, a a good match, a really good match, technically in, in execution, could be killed just by by being in front of a dead crowd. We see that all the time. Um, we saw to some extent at the, at the pay per view over the, over the weekend. So to think of of putting on these huge matches, but but I think you could simulate some. I mean, it would almost be like in a WrestleMania at on an indie level if you could do it in front of even uh, a few dozen fans, but but fans that were really excited, and maybe they're not really fans, maybe they're all paid personnel, but you know, can can you fill up the performance center, get a couple hundred uh, people there? I, I, I uh, you know, and again, in as much as they got to move, move these storylines along, I, I do wonder if whether that is the best scenario. And do you do one? Do you do WrestleMania 35.5 uh, later this year at, at Ray James uh, Stadium, you know? Well, I think the novelty of the Performance Center is going to get old soon because already Monday's Raw is being moved to the Performance Center. Tonight's SmackDown's there. NXT now is moving out of full sale and and will be held at the Performance Center. So it's going to be that same building, just with different signage and maybe the lighting's a little different. I just see no benefit whatsoever at do, of doing WrestleMania in an empty stadium or you know the Performance Center because all you're getting out of it is some network subscriptions and that's it. And and we've kind of seen the network subscriptions are falling uh, unless they have this big uh, paper uh, streaming deal that they've been talking about. Uh, they said that it would be announced by the end of this quarter. So far, no announcement. But if they had something like that where they had to do WrestleMania, uh, like with an ESPN Plus, because they're paying so much for that event, then I see no no reason why to do it because you're not getting the gate. You're not getting the merch. Again, that's like a, a $20 million deal that, it's just being blown off for doing it at the performance center for, you know, maybe a hundred thousand, 200,000 uh, additional networks. Subscribers will probably end up canceling after the show anyway, or a, yeah. a good percentage. Yeah. yeah. And, and so much of WrestleMania uh, uh, these days, and we've talked about it here a lot is the whole package, the atmosphere, because right. the reality is, uh, you know, this lineup isn't the greatest lineup. Uh, and, and you could put on a lot of these matches uh, on a raw or on a SmackDown and they would seem perfectly uh, appropriate. Uh, so it, it's not like, again, like in Hogan Andre, which people are dying to see so much that they would maybe take it uh, in front of a, a smaller crowd because it's something you've got to see. Uh, w- without the atmosphere, it, it would just be WrestleMania name, right? 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what always used to, you know, get me excited was just seeing the spectacle and the crowd and, you know, the stadium and and, and the, the, the fireworks and pageantry. And yeah, it, not having that, it's just, I mean, it's less than a house show. Yeah, yeah. As far as the gate goes, I mean, if, if this was still the, the time when they were, you know, doing pay-per-view, the gate itself really, not to say that you want to just kind of throw that money away, but the gate itself became sort of an afterthought compared to what the pay-per-view take was. But I think now with the network and the, the structure of how it's set up, it, it's actually more important than it was in years past. It's the one revenue stream they've got coming in. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. for WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Last year's WrestleMania was $12 million, you know, just by the gate. And, you know, you probably throw in a couple more million off of merch. And, and with their merch sales going down, again... Uh, with their stock taking a beating, uh, it, it just matters so much. Yeah, and there's Access, and there's Raw, and there's right. SmackDown, and there's NXT, and there's the Hall of Fame. I mean, all of those are extra uh, revenue coming in, at least from the gate, and uh, they're all out, too. Um, why don't we talk a bit about uh, the, the rest of the, the wrestling landscape? Uh, again, SmackDown tonight. Uh, moved to the Performance Center. Ring of Honor had a couple of big shows uh, this weekend. Tonight was supposed to be their anniversary uh, pay-per-view in some ways, you feel for them most of all because they've been struggling so much that they needed something, anything to kind of give them a little bit of boost. Not that there was a, a ton of heat behind uh, this show, uh, but I was interested in to, to, to check it out. And uh, it's out that, you know, no word of any kind of uh, rescheduling. And they just had canceled uh, this week and then another show they had uh, or tonight and another show they had uh, planned over the weekend. Uh, AW has already uh, said the next couple of shows, including uh, one I had tickets to, the, the Blood and Guts one in, in Newark, um, moved, I believe, to uh, Jacksonville, basically in front of uh, no or very few fans. Again, it sound, I, I forget what the word is, but it sounds like they're going to be doing it essentially in front of staff and maybe very limited fans. And, um, you know, New Japan, Canada, they were, I guess, the, the first domino drop, um, suspending the rest of the, the New Japan Cup. So... Big picture, Raj. What, what does this do to uh, the the wrestling uh, industry? Is th is this going to be something that will be hard for a lot of companies to recover from? Uh, I mean, it, it's a big. Uh, you know, for ROH, it's not going to be as hard because they are owned by Sinclair, you know, a billion dollar co corporation, so they can they can cancel these events. For instance, you were talking about the pay per view this weekend. It's in Las Vegas. Uh, they cancel those, but FSW, which is based out of Vegas, they're going through with their events because they can't afford to to cancel it. Uh, basically, unless they're forced to cancel it, a lot of these guys aren't going to. It, I mean, it really hurts them because when they, you know, a lot of the wrestlers that they book are on a guarantee, so they still have to pay that. They still have to yeah. uh, pay insurance, and 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 there's a lot of expenses. You can't just cancel, and there's, you know, it's no harm, no foul. They 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 face a lot of expenses when they do cancel. So. Uh, WrestleCon, if that if WrestleMania yeah. does end up getting moved or postponed, that that's going to take a huge hit. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's, I mean the the wrestling landscape could be completely different next year just based on these next couple of months and, and what happens with this coronavirus. Yeah, and, and the other thing that that is yet to happen, which you got to think is inevitable, is news of a confirmed case among a wrestler. Right. Uh, and, you know, you just just look, you see Tom Hanks, you see the Prime Minister. Uh, of, of Canada's wife. I mean, it's starting to to hit real notable people. And and when it does, or we learn that it does, then that's kind of a whole other panic, right? Because few other forms of sports or art, I think, are 
uh, as as physical. You mentioned UFC, that would be one. But in terms of of being able to exchange something from one person to to another, um, again, it just it sounds like kind of a nightmare scenario, Brian. Yeah, and and I think that would sort of put a whole other layer on it. But again, it all comes down to like what we were talking about, how certain certain groups have more of a luxury than others. You know, I mean, like WWE, whether they want to admit it or not, and whether they want to leave money on the table or not, they could even shut down for a little while and they'll be okay. But this stuff can be the death of some indies. I mean, you could have people literally go out of business over this or even just indie workers who will have to, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know what, they'll they'll have to rely on day jobs or, 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 or sell their house or something. I know that sounds extreme, but... But for people that live paycheck to paycheck, just like a lot of non-wrestling people that live paycheck to paycheck or in the gig economy, you're talking about like financial catastrophe. Yeah. 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 Even at a company like Impact, you know, they're not they're owned by, you know, a million dollar corporation, but not a billion dollar corporation. They can't afford to keep it going for that long without, you know, with no crowds and, and people coming in. So uh, it, this could have you know serious, serious effects. They they got ahead of the game by uh, playing in front of empty crowds for for years now though. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. <laughs> before they get mad at me, that's a joke. Um, uh, anyhow, I mentioned before, and and this is not exactly in, in the wrestling space, but kind of related. Uh, the XFL uh, announced that they're suspending the rest of their season. I don't know how much was left. I mean, they were about uh, five six weeks in, uh, but you you've got to think that. I don't know. It's a worst case scenario, but but in terms of momentum, in terms of a uh, hope to to come back next year, you know, what was the figure that was floated about how much money Vince McMahon was pumping into this, three hundred million dollars or something like that, um, to not even be able to finish off uh, the the season, uh, it's got to be just devastating to him. And you know, I, I guess another kind of uh, a part of that is does does that you know, make him more focused on on the wrestling product now. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, uh, part of the conspiracy theorists in me, I guess, uh, well, not conspiracy theorists, but um, I th- I almost wonder if it's better that the XFL had to uh, shut down the remainder of the season because their ratings were falling so much each week. I mean, this past week they fell 16% from the week before for the first time they were doing, they had two games that were under a million, well under a million, including one on ESPN, which was terrible for ESPN. And so if it was going to keep falling and if it's settled, I mean, right this past week was considered what the base would be like for them to, to make the network satisfied, uh, this was the level and they can't really go much below it. And if they continued to go below it, who knows if they would have gotten a TV deal next year. Now, next year they could say, Hey, this is the numbers we were delivering. This is what we averaged. And it's probably higher average wise than it would have been if they completed the season and maybe they could get a better TV deal and, uh, you know, renegotiate these TV deals where they're not getting any revenue to, to where they are getting something. So I, I don't know if it's necessarily the worst thing. All they're missing is the gates for the, you know, the next five weeks of the season. And, um, you know, for how much they're putting in, what they need is a TV deal. And this might help them out. So, Rod, what you're really telling us then is that you believe that Vince McMahon (laughs) unleashed the coronavirus (laughs) in order to to save the XFL. Okay. Did we ever find out why Vince was in China last December? (laughs) (laughs) 
yes, true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think we've we've exhausted uh, 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 the topic. But I'll go around it and and ask. Uh, I guess it in this in this sense, as far as WrestleMania, Brian, what do you think is going to happen? What 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 is your prediction of how this all plays out in in the next week and the next several weeks? This is a tough call because look, I'm. And I know some people have given me hell over this, but I'm one of these people that I'm not horrified by the the virus. I'm horrified by the reaction to it. I, I really think that it is just I mean, I mean, it's one of those things where social media has created kind of this escalating level of panic and hysteria to the point where I think a lot of these businesses and things are closing mainly out of like a, a sense of pressure. Like, I, well, I don't want to be the guy who's open and then everybody's looking at me as being irresponsible. Like, I, th- I think that it's just this escalating thing that's now out of control. So it's, it's hard to predict because even a week ago, I would have said, oh, this is going to be forgotten in a couple of days. Now, having said that, I do, I am on the optimistic side and I tend to think, and I'm, I may put my foot in my mouth here, that within a couple of weeks, this thing is going to start to seriously die down as a as a as a perceived threat. So I'm I'm being optimistic, uh, and I'm saying that I think that WrestleMania just may squeak by in that time frame, unless, like we discussed, the city of Tampa kind of steps in and makes a decision for them. But if things just stay as they are and it's left up to WWE, I think by the time WrestleMania happens, things may have calmed down to the degree that they can actually pull it off. But that's incredibly likely that the Tampa is going to shut them down, right? And and uh, understanding what, what, what Raj said, which makes a lot of sense, that WWE would sooner wait on Tampa to do it and then maybe hold them uh, liable um, versus doing it themselves and end up with nothing. Uh, but I just can't imagine if, – if you hear a lot of the experts, what they say is uh, we are still at the very beginning of this, right? So – Yes, WrestleMania is is two weeks away, three weeks away, whatever it is, a month away. Um, but it's going to continue to escalate. It's gonna, the the case to continue to go go up and not down, especially as we uh, do more and more testing. So what was the figure that I think in South Korea they're testing something like eleven thousand people a day, and nationwide in the United States until now they've tested something like ten thousand people. And so I think in the, in the next week or so is when you're going to see uh, a big ramp up in those tests. Uh, those tests. I know the governor of New York here uh, today said that they're going to go from being able to test a couple hundred people a day to a couple thousand. And what will happen with those is that the numbers are going to go way, way up. Uh, and and so I just can't see this being in the past already uh, in three weeks' time. Now, that said, China uh, seems to kind of have gotten over that hump already. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, some of these makeshift hospitals that they built are starting to close. Life is is just beginning now to maybe to get, get back somewhat to normal. Uh, and now uh, it's really shifted to, to Europe, Italy. That seems to be real the, the, the real kind of concentration of where the real crisis is happening uh, right now. But, but if we are on that same trajectory, uh, again, it, I feel like it's going to get considerably worse before it gets better. And uh, certainly in three weeks time, I just I just can't see this being resolved. So well, uh, I don't know. Just I'm going to put my cards on the table here, Alan. I'm just going to say that uh, part of my motivation for feeling this way 
is that I am going to the Cauliflower Alley Club uh, reunion at the end of April in Las Vegas. Sure you are. <laughs> and nothing is going to st- – I will walk there if I have to. So, <laughs> so I am taking a very optimistic attitude out of very self-serving motivations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Raj, uh, again, sort of, sort of prediction, what do you think – happens here no wrestlemania a postponed wrestlemania a uh, a much smaller wrestlemania i joke about the performance center but is there a potential even to move it to another state maybe where there isn't as much uh, a panic and hold it in kind of a mid-sized arena somewhere i mean those seem like the the most obvious responses to me would be a to move it uh you know i know a lot of people are joking about saudi arabia but <laughs> i'm sure it's with that money out there to have oh there. gosh um but you know to to uh to what you were saying earlier about china their first three weeks i mean they went from a few hundred to you know seventy thousand, and then it kind of leveled off and now we were only seeing like 20 30 new cases per day uh, they do have like 80,000 uh, cases right now, but it has slowed down. So if Vince is banking on that, like it, this is going to grow for the next couple of weeks and then level off. And if it levels off, he could say, hey, this thing is under control. So we could go ahead and have WrestleMania. Uh, you know, I could I could almost see that being part of his mindset is just waiting to see once this thing levels off. And if it does it in time that they could go ahead and still hold it in Tampa. But I don't think the Tampa officials would let it get there. So I, my prediction would be that it gets postponed. Postponed. And you and you do WrestleMania in still, June, still, maybe, something like that, yeah, back in Tampa? Um, they're saying that the hot weather you – know, They're predi- a lot of experts are predicting that the hot weather uh, would hurt a virus like this. So this wouldn't last. So this would die off. So that are the – and we don't know yet, but if that's the case, then – uh, a, a summer WrestleMania, you know, makes makes sense, and and that's what a lot of people are doing is postponing, you know, a few months out. So yeah, that would yeah. be my guess. My prediction, I'm going to kind of go out on on the limb here, is that um, they are going to put on WrestleMania um, on that date, whatever it is, April 5th, is it? I forget, whatever it is, um, in some form, somewhere. Uh, I don't think it's going to be uh, in the stadium unless they they do an empty stadium uh, WrestleMania. I just, I just I mean that would be so extra bizarre. Uh, but I guess they they'd be able to do the pyro at least. That you're you're not getting pyro inside the performance center, uh, I suppose. But but I don't see you you know the the um, I guess the word that came out yesterday is that the city would make an official decision in seven days. And the wording of the statement was was essentially we're going to give WWE a week to figure this out, and then in in seven days we're gonna make our decision. We're gonna make our announcement. Uh, again, I can't imagine this being any better or or significantly better in a week. So I do feel pretty confident that uh, the city of Tampa is gonna cancel WrestleMania inside um, uh, the stadium there. Uh, but again, I mean, forty years almost of, of following the McMahon family. I just don't see them being deterred. And I, I think a little bit of a different situation, but remember back to WrestleMania 7 at uh, originally uh, booked for the, the Coliseum in L.A., uh, you know, they claimed it, it was security. A lot of people have theory that it was it was less about security and more about ticket sales. But but they did scramble in those last few days and and moved it to the, uh, the sports arena uh, in L.A., 
Um, I, I wonder if, if they do something like that here. Again, you look at the map, you find maybe uh, a state that that hasn't had the spread. It's been more contained. And you do, you know, whatever, WrestleMania and I don't know, Idaho. <laughs> I do like got to say, with WrestleMania 7, though, when they did move it to the, uh, the arena uh, from the Coliseum, they still didn't have that many tickets sold. So they didn't have to yeah. refund any tickets for it. And and they did have a few months uh, when they made that decision. So uh, this, they would have to be refunding a lot of tickets if they did move it. Yeah, I, I just don't know if... if um... I, I don't know. I, I I think and part of it goes to Vince McMahon's personality. And again, this feeling that nobody's going to tell me what to do. I feel like by hook or by crook, they're going to try to put on that show. Uh, maybe they they do something else for Tampa later in the year. They go back to Raymond James for something else. I don't know what it is. Um, SummerSlam's already booked. Uh, I don't know. You know, do you do a, a, a super showdown special from Raymond James? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, but I feel like their whole, their whole year is built about, and, and the other thing is the, there, there's the, the, the wall street side of this, right. And the wall street side of this and the importance of WrestleMania happening on that day in that quarter of their financial year. Uh, but again, as you touched on, you know, what, what would be the financial benefit, uh, to, to them to put it on other than to, they said they did, if, if there's very little revenue, coming in and they're going to have to put a whole lot out in, in the way of refund. So I don't know. I kind of going back and forth on this, but uh, I, I, my gut is that there will be a WrestleMania on that weekend in some shape or form. Yeah. I, th- I think that that's a safe bet. I mean, they will, they will figure out a way, like you said, Vince is um, not one to follow anybody's lead. I mean, God, they'll have it in his office if they have it. You know? <laughs> with, with him just kind of sitting there, just providing all the crowd noise, you know, just like, come on. <laughs> you know, that'll be. Yeah. There. Yeah. Anyhow, thanks, guys. This was a, a fun, insightful. Raj, you were the right person to have on. So I'm, I'm glad you could jump on the phone with us. A relatively short notice to do this. Uh, Brian, thanks so much, as always. Uh, certainly follow uh, uh, WrestlingInc.com for all the latest updates on this. Raj and his team do a terrific job uh, over there. So if you want to stay up to date with what's going on, um, go check out his site. Uh, as for us, we will be uh, back soon. Uh, again, check us out at PWI dash online.com and uh thanks for listening <laughs> <laughs>